for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Welcome back to our niggas and to our friends. Buckle up. Well, not really. It's not that deep. Uh, I'm Lola Brooke. And I am Shirley Ralph. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. Yes, indeed. For joining us once again. Uh, Would you like to share with the folks at home Uh, your status of... Uh, emotional status? Yes, I, I would love to do that. Um, I am coming, I've been, actually had a rough week emotionally, but I feel like I'm bouncing back faster than I normally do. And I am, you know, really determined to not let a few bad days turn into a few bad months. So cautiously optimistic, even though things have definitely been rough. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm kind of at the end. Okay. I'm in a swirling vortex of bad. But I am very uh, lucky, I think, to be able to have this and do this. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Okay. Well, Starting with some black excellence. All right. First up, Ruth Carter. Ruth E. Dot Carter. Okay, the one. We know her. <laughs> we love her. She's a legend. She's an icon. She's the moment. She is now the first Black woman to hold two Oscars, apparently. She took home Best Costume Design, as she should have, at the Academy Awards for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. She took home the award, uh, the same award, uh, in 2018 for the first Black Panther movie. 
Um, and if you've seen even a Black Panther film poster, then we don't really have to discover discuss further. <laughs> right. Um so congratulations to her. Um I saw her in person at the NAACP Image Award luncheon Ooh, that I went to. Yes. Um of which she was obviously nominated for doing the things, the very same thing. Um, and wow. I mean, I stand, mm-hmm. but I've always stand from home. Right. And so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was one of, you know, a few people in the room that I was like, Ooh. so um, congratulations to her. That's awesome. That's amazing. I can't also, believe, Black- like, the first Black woman to have two Oscars. That's what this says. Like, I, I mean, and I heard that stat the night of the Oscars, and it truly blew my mind. Like, every time I think I can't be surprised again, here y'all go with another random fact. No black woman ever had more than one Oscar before right now. That is just crazy to me. But And, and <sighs> hold that thought. Okay. The Brewer family is also black excellence. They're making history because they're opening the first minority independently owned cannabis shop in the state of Illinois. Mm. It's called the Grasshopper Club. Uh, Chuck Brewer previously had cannabis-related charges Mm. and wondered if one day marijuana would be widely accepted. Well, guess what? Here we are. <laughs> White people have finally decided that there's tons of money. Um, as mm. you know, everybody knew before. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck's brother Matt started his venture into the business in 2015. Uh, their mom, Diane, came out of retirement to help manage the shop. And Matt says, we wanted to have some ownership and true autonomy. And there's nothing wrong with partnering with MSOs and a lot of other groups have found themselves in a situation where it was their best option. But it was important to us to be in a position where we could actually decide what kind of experience we want to provide, how we show up in the community, and even how we pick products that we're carrying on our shelves. And you lose that type of freedom when someone is invested in the business funding. True. (laughs) So congratulations to you guys Mm -hmm. and way to turn things, you know, I don't want to say turn them around because they shouldn't have been facing the other direction in the first place. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that is a very valid point. But, you know, glad y'all made lemonade out of lemons, so to speak. And, yeah, congrats on opening your shop. And lastly, Creed 3 has uh, become the biggest sports movie opening of all time. I think it's at 107 point something million right now domestically. What? It passed 100 million in opening weekend. And that was like. Work, work. Saturday. I love that. Um, and I think now globally it's at like 100 and. Box Office Mojo says 185.7 million. Oh, so it's still really well for a movie that came out like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if that. So congratulations to them and everybody over there um, in the movie. Thing, funny thing is, I haven't even seen it yet. I'm going, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen Creed 2. 
Yeah, no, me either. <laughs> That's not going to stop me from looking at this one, though. No, I'm going to watch this one first. I mean, I'm going to watch Creed 2 first, and then I'm going to go see it. So, you know, my money's not even in there yet, is what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm sure there are a couple of other girls who also have planned to go see Creed. Yep. Parts <laughs> 3. So I'm sure that will continue to rise for a while. So good for you guys. Absolutely. They're getting my $20, even though I do not like violence or blood. I've never cared for boxing, but... I mean, yeah. it's not Scream. <laughs> oh, they well. They hit each other. Yeah, but ooh, also, it's not even just blood. I don't like bodily fluids. Like, I don't like to see spit coming out of people's mouths. I don't no, really sure. like to see people sweat. There's a lot of that. Yeah. And so, I don't like to see people spit. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see if Puss in Boots is still there. <laughs> Read me the end. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to go like anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go anyway because the girls have told me that they had a good time anyway. So I am going to go support. Congrats to Michael B. Jordan. Yes. All right. Let's move on to our pop culture segment, which we call Hot Talks. Breed 3. <laughs> Starring Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan mm-hmm. Majors, and, and me. me. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> you. I'm, I'm still mad at the Puss in Boots thing, honestly. I can't believe you did me like that. <laughs> just girls like that. It's going to be an uphill battle. I am an adult. <laughs> like you have a lot of obstacles. Yeah. In the way there. Um, so... Speaking of Jonathan Majors, um, he will apparently be starring as Dennis Rodman. Have you heard? I did not know that. No. He will be filling the role on the big screen as one Dennis Rodman in a movie that will apparently be adapting the real-life events of 48 hours in Vegas in the year 1998 during the NBA Finals when Dennis Rodman asked Phil Jackson if he could go to Vegas and for whatever reason that motherfucker (laughs) said yes. (laughs) And from there, I mean, Dennis Rodman happened. The girls had to literally go and get in. I'm thrilled. Yeah. I am thrilled. Now, I don't know, like, all of the nitty-gritty details of that stuff. I just kind of know a little bit. I didn't watch that Michael do- Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, no, me either. That was. I know they talked about it on air. Um, but what I do know about Dennis Rodman and what I um, cherish about Dennis Rodman is that he will get into the things like he will get into full liquor, full high, mm-hmm. wild sex, and he will do it in full coverage foundation and a feather oh, yes. lash. Yep. <laughs> and so I am just really excited to see how they're going to bring that to life, featuring someone who I repeat can walk into my home right now, tell Link to get out and never come back. (laughs) And like, this nigga could literally open my fridge, drink my juice, my Simply Lemonade blueberry, 
out of the car in. Tell me to make him a sandwich. Like, this nigga could literally destroy me. Do you understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And a lot of you bitches came here with this sentiment now that, you know, he been, you know, on magazine covers and doing all the sexy photo shoot, you know, got the Creed 3 body and all that other stuff. I have been on this time since Lovecraft Country. I'm not talking to y'all and y'all are not talking to me. And I know some of y'all going to be like, oh, I watched him in White Boy Rick. You're a liar. Shut up. I'm not interested. Stop talking to me. And I'm not worried about you either, bitch. Where were you? Why didn't you speak up? Anyway, like I was saying, don't play with me. I'm very excited to see this film and see how this amazing and talented Mm. actor is going to bring this story to life. I mean, to real life. Okay, love that. But I, so I'm trying to think about when Dennis Rodman did this. And was this one, I mean, but like, I'm trying to think of what all he did. He did a lot of crazy shit during his time in the NBA. So like, was this when he got, is this when he wore the wedding dress? Did he and Carmen Electra get married out there? Did he wear the wedding dress some other time? I just remember him constantly being talked about for like, just pushing all the boundaries of what people expected out of an NBA player. And I remember, were there rumors of him being bisexual? Or did he actually come out as bisexual? I don't even remember how that went either. He came out as bisexual. I don't know what he has said about his sexuality. If anything, I'm sure it's been coy and he's danced around it. and Probably. I really don't know. The wedding dress thing was 1996. Okay. So that was... After this. Okay, so what I do know is that Michael Jordan told Phil Jackson that nigga is not going to be back here in no damn two days. Like, what's not going to happen is that shit. And that, like, literally they had to go to Vegas and collect that nigga because he had no intention of doing what he was supposed to do. So I hope Jonathan has a good time uh, playing this role. I'll certainly be front row opening weekend for that one. You won't be able to peel me away from the screen there and you know you can be mad at everybody else lusting over your man if you want to but it isn't going to stop anything it isn't gonna stop i'm not worried about y'all anybody i mean you know and if you're confident in your relationship with your man then you don't have nothing to be worried about so like i said oh okay well good for you I just wanted to let the record reflect mm. that y'all are on some bullshit and oh. some other type of time and it's fine like that happens it's okay. <laughs> Whatever you didn't tell yourself, my nigga. <laughs> um, so also doing a big, big one on the acting scene. Mm-hmm. One and only Carisha Brownlee, honey. I really can't stand you. I'm thinking, who is doing what? Mm-hmm. Carisha, I know you're not talking about Carisha being on Power 3 or whatever the fuck that show is. Young Miami herself. <laughs> you are. Made an appearance on uh, one of the latest episodes of BMF 
on uh, the Stars Network, I believe. That's what I said. Uh, for the white people at home, and if you didn't know, BMF stands for Black Mafia Family. Um, it's a nigga thing. Google it. Whew. So, Young Miami is down to the stars, and she, you know, is on there playing Meech's Atlanta. Like, Meech got, like, a, a connect or a friend or somebody in Atlanta, and she's, like, the girlfriend or the wife of this person. Okay. Of the connect. Yes. Okay. Ty Washington. Got you. So she plays this person's wife. <clears throat> I don't watch this show. Mm-mm. But I watched at least two clips of this episode. Woof. <laughs> Come on, at least two clips. <laughs> yeah, whatever I saw, with I saw a clip of Carisha on that show and I said, if this was supposed she to dress like Medea, me to tune in, Baby, y'all are all wrong. She was dressed like Medea. <sighs> and then she came out, found out that somebody, like, killed her husband. And it's supposed to, like... Yeah. You know, react to that. Sure. Baby. So, this stands at the intersection of two problems. Okay. <laughs> Headed one direction um, are, you know, the networks and really producers who are, like, obsessed with going out and finding recognizable faces, um, meme faces, Mm -hmm. viral faces, big numbers on social, and having them um, represent faces on their shows regardless of what's required of these people on the paper. And the other direction uh, are these recognizable meme faces that a lot of times, unfortunately, have no interest in doing any work that might that might um, assist you mm-hmm. in meeting the requirements there we go that exist on that paper um and so what happens in that intersection is like a 40 car pileup let's say 300 really woo um that then they you know spin in your local news is this mm-hmm. Um, now it will continue to happen. (laughs) (laughs) It will continue to happen, uh, because it's watched. Y'all watch it. Y'all talk about the, much like a car crash. (laughs) Y'all eat it up. That's true. You can't take your eyes off of it, and then you go home and you're like, "Girl, I saw the craziest car crash." Matter of fact, I took a video, and they look at it, and then you know what I mean. So yeah, it's like, ultimately, it the um, <clears throat> the end goal of having you watch TV or film or whatever is met. 
regardless of quality. And, <laughs> you know, here we are. Yeah, Carisha really should have called you for some tips. I feel like you could have helped. You really could no, have. I don't, no, I don't. No, I'm not could. an acting coach. You you could have helped her with something. You gave you gave heterosexual on television. So I feel like if, <laughs> if you were telling the God the truth, <laughs> let me tell you something. That is the Lord. That was then <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. Because <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're talking about. What you mean? I can help her. <laughs> you I mean you let listen. You have to do more than believe in yourself sometimes. <laughs> and then and then <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. It was truly awful. It was truly <laughs> awful. And like, and the thing about it is, like, you already, as someone who does not act, who's like, like when you're like, to me anyway, when you're a recognizable face mm-hmm. for something else. Yeah. And you make a cameo or an appearance or whatever, you have a role in in, in something like this. It's you're automatically set up to break my immersion because you're Carisha. You know what I mean? This show mm-hmm. is set in the 80s. What are you doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're Carisha. So, and that's that's anybody. I didn't even that's know anybody. That. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this is like a it's a period piece. Oh um, shut me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's the 70s or 80s or some shit. 90s, whatever. Um and so you're already like, when I look at you, I'm like, oh, that's Young Miami. I know you from something else. If you, you, I feel like you already then have to work even harder than blank, blank actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actual Who actor. either does this, <laughs> yeah. whether they're recognizable or not, because I know you from something else. So this whole crop of people who are like, getting these roles i just want y'all to consider taking a class yep mm-hmm. getting a, a little a coach no <laughs> reading your lines or no rehearse i don't know um but yeah niggas not trying to do all that they said throw carisha in there everybody gonna tune in just to see carisha on the episode and so, like you said, you know, there's no really no need to invest in it, in, like, the performance when it doesn't have to be good. Like, the point is not necessarily to make good TV. So, I've never seen this show. That might be unfairly harsh. It could be really incredible, and I've been missing out, but something just tells me. Like, I just really doubt that. If you liked Power or found I did not. Power, or if... Well, you know, I was just like, or if you just like, you know, like street dramas, hood dramas, if if you like that type of shit, then you might like it. But that's not necessarily true because there are better ones. But this, I would say, are like, I would say BMF. And I've only, I've watched like the first couple of episodes. So I'm pretty sure this is season two now. Um, wow. I enjoyed it. The first couple of episodes that I watched, it, it was right on par with Power. And it seemed like it had potential to be better to me mm. than Power was. Power definitely got super, super soapy and ridiculous. Um, but a lot of people like that. So that's not even... Yeah. I mean, I love... Always a bad thing. Campy, ridiculous. I actually, I actually love stuff that is so bad that it ends up being good. But when it's so bad that it's just bad, it 
it does not do anything for me. So, But I need you to jump out the window with that immediately. <laughs> like, give me that from the get-go. So I'm yes. like, oh, this is what this is. Yes. Don't give me, like, one thing that's, like, really meaty and, and, and like, has, like, a whole different flavor to it and then go camp soap. Right. If it's... If it's going in that direction, then that needs to be clear from the beginning. Otherwise, it doesn't look deliberate. It looks like y'all are just, you know, throwing something at the wall and seeing what the fuck sticks. And or or probably more accurately that y'all just accidentally wandered into this territory. And now you're just trying to figure things out from here. But there was like never really any, any intention to go in that direction. So. I I truly thought this was a power spinoff. I mean, I knew it wasn't. No, no, this one's based on like Big Meech. Like, oh, the actual okay. Oh, all right. Rappers could not stop. Got me. you, got you. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, good for her. I'm sure it was a, a cute check, and the city girls probably loved it. They probably period all over that shit. So. I mean, she was on Twitter having a ball with it, talking <laughs> good about for her. if I'm crying, why y'all laughing? Like. No, I know she knows that people are, right. are laughing. Yeah, no. You know I mean? But, but she you're having fun with care, it. Right? right. She knew she wasn't going to go in there and be Angela Bassett <laughs> did the thing. She knew she wasn't going to do that. Like, she went and had fun. Her fans loved it. They ate it up. I'm sure the ratings were good. So, you know, everybody had a good time. And I still fully believe Black people deserve to be able to make whatever, whatever kind Period. of art we want to make. Whatever kind of art we want to make. <laughs> this... This particular, as we're speaking about Carisha, that is not, that's different. Oh. Because again, because again, and, and this is no shade to her, like, at all. But if it, let's say this was blank actor who has been in L.A., Atlanta, New York, going to auditions, what's what, goes to her acting classes or, Mm -hmm. you know, or works with a coach consistently, we wouldn't even, like, have been talking about how bad that scene was. Exactly. So it, it isn't necessarily an art form thing because the people who wrote, photographed, directed it, I'm sure did the best that they could. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm not. I'm not trying. to Everybody got to pull critical. their way. There is that, and so she did that. As as far as black shows taking a left and getting weird, we're allowed. We are, and we and we because have done. I have three words: Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, don't ever, baby. After Game of Thrones had a Starbucks cup in the last season, I said, don't what ever exactly? talk to me. <laughs> don't ever talk to me about Tyler Perry and his lack of continuity ever again. I mean, actually, we can all, there's always No, I will do that. I'm well, never I'm always going to do, do that. whenever I want. But yeah, I feel like a lot of times black shows get unfairly, like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like our garbage is somehow worse than everybody else's garbage or our mistakes are worse than everybody else's mistakes. Them niggas, first of all, could not cut no lights on for like 80% of that last season and had a whole ass Starbucks cup in one of the shots. How many people did that have to go by? Millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And when it's the black girlies and the brown girlies, Mm -hmm. the brown, (laughs) 
with the black curlies and the brown curlies. Brown. <laughs> then it's like, oh, you needed some money for this too? Oh, I didn't realize that. Don't get me started. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Agreed. The folks still watched it and it was hilarious and it made for great memes. <laughs> you already know right. people are re- recreating it on TikTok and in Mama Rose. Everyone's <laughs> having a blast. So, whatever. It's fun. Let people have fun. Um, Juan Dixon has been apparently fired huh. uh, from his job down at Coppin? Mm-hmm. Coppin State University. We spoke here about it on the show before, how uh, Juan Dixon, who was the coach of their basketball team, allegedly uh, mm-hmm. had one of his players or students approach him about being sexually assaulted and blackmailed by their assistant coach, Lucian Brownlee. Um, and that player alleges that Juan basically turned a blind eye to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I really didn't expect for them to talk about this on the, um, I mean, they didn't, but I didn't yeah. think that they were going to bring it up on the reunion. I don't know. I felt like this, I don't know. I assume this came out after they shot it for some reason. Yeah. So when they brought it up, I kind of gagged, but obviously Robin was like, Oh, you can't say anything because there's a case, and but one would never because. And then at the end, did you watch the reunion? All three? Uh, you know, I didn't. <laughs> okay, fine. At like at the end of that episode, they were talking to Karen about something she said about Juan. Oh, when Juan was like, which, I think just about Karen being wrong about them getting married in general, and like wrote the little uh baked bean footage or whatever. And then at the end, Robin is like, you know, speak because of like lawsuits. She basically like references the lawsuit or whatever again (laughs) and says to Karen, like, you said that Juan hugged you so tight. She said on one of the episodes that Juan had hugged her at some point so tight that her breast touched her back and then Um, like said something to her. Okay. And then Robin was like, were you trying to insinuate that he um, sexually assaulted you? Da, 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 da. And Karen was like, what? Like, it was so dumb Girl. and reachy and, Girl. like, very, like, fake calculated. Anyway, um, as far as him being fired from his job, I feel no ways about it. Um, it doesn't, nec- obviously, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's guilty of anything. It could just be the school being like, look, this is gross and weird and awful, and we have to deal with this. We want to be nowhere near it. We're going to find somebody else to do this thing. Good luck in your life and all your endeavors. You already uh, connected to a real housewife. We didn't like that. That's bad enough. <laughs> um, and now here this is, like, enough is enough, sis. So good luck. Yeah. God bless. Goodbye. Uh, so, I mean, it really could just be that. And add in on top of all that, that he was horrible at his job. Like they had a terrible record while he was the coach this past they season. They went nine and 20. The tournament. <laughs> like like his record was terrible while he was the head coach there. So even yeah. if this shit hadn't happened, like 
They gave you six seasons. You never really turned it around. So you're probably going to get fired anyway. And this, yeah. this just made the decision. Like, they probably didn't even feel bad telling you now. They just was like, well, <laughs> they probably had to draw straws. Like, which one of us gets to tell this nigga that he ain't coming yeah. back? I would have been fighting for the chance to tell him. Just so you know, we're going to be taking that key card <laughs> on today. <laughs> Go ahead and pack right. up your things and we will Well, just let you. me be in a room. Can I just be in a room? <laughs> Okay, I tell you what, you just call me, okay? And then just put your phone somewhere else in the room and put me just on. Just tell me what you finna do. Tell me what day and what time so I could just be on the camera. And I'm gonna just put myself on mute. <laughs> like, I just wanna be, the, I wanna hear the reaction. I want him to be sad. Like, I feel like his actions were disgusting and also incredibly common. I feel like, sadly, a lot of people in the same position would have done the same thing. But, you know, Juan Dixon also... He, I, from what I have seen of Potomac, and I'll probably catch up with it now that their season is over, but or catch up on the reunions because that's really where I'm behind. But um, I feel like Juan Dixon has never really presented himself as somebody I would like to know more about. You know, like he's barely presented himself. <laughs> and and the way he has talked about Robin on that show, I cannot believe she married that nigga. Like I can. I can. I can, but I can't. Because it's like, damn, girl, how down bad do you have to be? Like, you just literally Wait taking down. scraps. You just literally taking... Oh, oh, I hate to see it. But, yeah, he probably would have got fired anyway. Because, like I said, didn't do a great job with that school. Not with that team. I mean, they Not ever. just got tossed out there in me AC tournament. I mean, I, like I, the girls are probably just like... Sweetie, Please. this day was coming anyway. <laughs> it was. Beat it. it was. Beat it. Beat it. Yep. Goodbye. Well, <laughs> the good news is now he has way more time to spend at home with Robin. Making more biracial children. Somebody better stay well the phone. Good for them. Um, If they don't go to jail... <laughs> Well, Nasix has apologized to the trans community after... Did you see this? After I did. he posted a picture? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, I think, tweeted a picture of a gorgeous uh, influencer by the name of Glow Princess. Actually, I'm going to Google that. I've never heard of Glow Okay, I didn't realize that person was famous. I thought that was his cousin or something. <laughs> um, well, apparently she's an influencer named Armanda. Mm. Oh, okay. Very popular. Yeah, she's got a whole bunch of followers. I mean, I mean she is far. truly gorgeous. So. She's, I mean, but she she well just got it. She really she looked to me like she could have been a uh, little Nas's cousin. So I just assumed that. I mean, I guess. You know, they favor her to me a little bit, especially scrolling her Instagram, looking at some of these pictures. Like, God, she's pretty. She is. She's really gorgeous. So, yeah, I just didn't think, I mean, I, and I didn't recognize her. I'm not young. So <laughs> I just didn't think nothing of it. I'm in my pretty girl era. Mm-hmm. Do you know that song? Myself in the mirror. In the is that Carrie Hilson? I really don't know what. Pretty girl era. 
Oh. I'm so sorry, sis. Lou Kala. I am so sorry, Lou Kala. That's my bad. Oh, a self-love anthem. Oh, and she's pretty, too. Let me stream this to make up for that. (laughs) Sorry, girl. Wow. (laughs) Okay, that that was my bad. All right. Anyway. Anyway. The irony is that it's called Pretty Girl Era, and that was ugly. (laughs) Well, I just... Okay, you know what? I'm not going to explain myself. So, anyways, Lil Nas X posted a picture of this girl and was like, oh, what did he say? The surgery was a success. I guess implying that he had a transitional surgery and became this Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. So, uh... Members of the community and allies, a few anyway, were like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we don't like. Um, so they came for her for this, dragged his ass, I guess, behind it. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted, apologies to the trans community. I definitely handled that situation with anger instead of considering why it was not cool. Much love to you guys. Sorry. Because I guess at first... When people were talking to him about it, like, he pushed back a little bit. hmm Yeah. It was sort of, like, arguing with people about it and trying to, like, I guess, explain the joke or, mm-hmm. like, the whatever behind it. Yeah, so... Yeah. And so people who were offended weren't feeling it. So that's where the, like, the anger part comes from. Mm-hmm. Um... Lil Nas X is 23, 24. Something like that. Extremely young. <sighs> I get why it is offensive to mm-hmm. some. Um, I also get why he thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Definitely a group chat joke. Definitely. Yep. Not for Twitter. A chat text. Yeah. Not, not for Twitter. You live and you learn. Right. This is definitely one of those things where, like, some trans people are going to be pissed and some are not. And it's probably just best to keep this with your friends and not broadcast this to the world. And like he said, he did react with anger when people were like, hey, this is fucked up. That was more of an issue than, (laughs) I think, the initial post. I mean. Yeah. But I actually did see that tweet and I was like, oh, I don't know that the trans girls are going to let you get away with that. I, I did when I first saw it. I was like, I don't think you thought that went all the way through my nigga. Um, but, you know, yeah. I, I with everything going on right now, like the anti-trans hate is just. It's, it's always a- bad, but things are worse. And so I get why a community that is going through so much really does not appreciate being made like the butt of a joke right now. Like I I fully get it. So Yeah. You know, all all of us have to own our shit when we when we mess up, and I'm glad he did that. And try to listen when we can and stuff. But Yeah. yeah I mean, it is what it is what it is. The people like who had something to say were correct. So I see both sides. <laughs> yeah, I do. So oh well. Um another Lil rapper responding to controversy. Uh Uzi Vert talking about um possible satanic lyrics that have Appeared in one of his latest songs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Young Vert appeared at Rolling Loud LA this past week, a week or two ago. Um, and performed one of his newest songs while apparently wearing a pentagram belt. I don't know if that's true or not. Hmm. Probably. And, you know, the spiky hair and what have you. And, uh, you know, weird patty cake on his hips dance that he does. You know, the dance the kids do with <laughs> yes. like, patty cake on their hips. <laughs> um, Wait, is that, well, hold on. Is that really what they do? Or is that what it look like? That's what it looked like to me. Okay. I was like, have I been, re- have I been looking at that all the way wrong? <laughs> okay. So, yes. Lil Uzi. Focused. Um, so I guess there's a line in this song where he says, I make a city girl believe in Satan. Um, I didn't hear this, uh, performance or this part of the performance because I didn't watch it. However, I did see, uh, him claim that this is not actually about Satan. He says, quote, but just basically, I make a girl do whatever I say. So, um, there you have it. How enlightening! Uh, he claims that JT didn't really think too much of it; that she was present yeah. during the recording and didn't give a shit, which doesn't surprise me because again, I remember that video where they was in that car and he said, "If I tell you to tongue kiss me on the phone right now, you don't do, you don't do it, whatever, whatever." And she was like, "What? Oh my god, you're my phone or whatever happened." Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but <clears throat> um I don't know, man. <laughs> Did you see the rest of it where he was like, I just say whatever I want in my songs? Is this like my freedom of speech? And yeah. Like even if I offend you, then you know, oh well, and you can cut it off or whatever. And so it's just like I mean it's true. You can. Abby, that is true. I exercise that right often. On the other hand, like, I'm not surprised that you invoked Satan and people thought you meant that. Like, yeah, I'm not kinda. surprised. I'm not surprised by that either. So you really did kind of invite the inv- the uh the criticism and the conversation. But then like on this magic third hand, I also think a lot of y'all be worried about like something you think looks satanic or something you think is like devil worshiping and you don't really focus on the way that you act like hell in your own personal life and you don't really look at the way that you don't glorify the goodness and mercy and love that christ was supposed to represent (laughs) like you don't actually embody any of christ's values in your own life but you always ready to criticize or point out what somebody else is doing and throw a hissy fit about that. And it's just weird to me. Like y'all don't, I don't, I don't see y'all having the space <laughs> to talk about somebody else and going to hell. <laughs> me personally. Hey y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. 
With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Wow. Well, uh, Black China says <laughs> that. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> I mean, I just truly don't know that there's anything else to say, pussy sucks, period. Um, I don't get it. Black China says that she is done with shots, not alcoholic shots. Maybe that too. The shots in mm. her behind and breast. Yeah. Well, probably just her bra. I don't know if you get shots in your titties. But she's removed oh. uh, her breast implants as well as her butt mischief. Um, <laughs> as, I don't... As a step <laughs> in the journey uh, towards <laughs> mature... Adulthood and <laughs> progress. Okay. She's also been uh, recording this on the way and sharing it with her many, many uh, internet followers. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting. Um, me too. It seems to me, just based on <laughs> the... Let me see what... Uh, Literally three minutes on the dot. Three minute long video I watched on Entertainment Tonight's website. It seems that, um, you know, her kids are older now. Yeah. Wiser now. You know, her kids. Um, 
her oldest is 10 and her youngest is 6. That baby with Tiger is 10. Oh my god. King Cairo is 10 years old. Wow. <laughs> Holy Double digits. shit. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and little I dream is six. Keep getting older. That is crazy. Dream Kardashian should be two in my head. Like <laughs> what, what the fuck? This pandemic. <laughs> six years six years old is like, I'm starting the con getting the concept of like yesterday and tomorrow yeah. and a week. Yeah. And like nonstop questions and like Learning to read and chat back. All and, kind know, of shit is happening at six. <laughs> recitals probably yeah. are. I don't know. Yeah. Microwaving your own chicken nuggets. It's a Nuggies. lot. It's a lot. <laughs> your own nuggies. <laughs> yeah. Like on your own little plate. There's a lot of growth going on. PB and J's. It's just crazy to me that that child is that age already. My God. They're getting bigger yeah. and probably a lot more of. Or, I don't want to say affected, because I don't know, I'm not a parent, but, like, aware of their surroundings and mm -hmm. um, stimulated by how <laughs> to process that stuff. Yeah. Aware of their and, celebrity, too, especially that older one. Aware that, true, like, this true, is true. a famous family. I have famous parents. <laughs> Her daddy fucking dating um, complicated. Oh my god. I mean his daddy. Speaking <laughs> of complicated. Sidebar, I saw a TikTok that broke down that whole Tyga and Avril Levine thing and I was like, "Oh, that's why people care." It was like it was way more detailed and in-depth than I thought it was. Like apparently just What the Avril Levine died. Yeah, like No, I want y'all to stop with that with all of these cloning stories like y'all just Really demonstrating, a, really demonstrating a a lack of how cloning works. But how do you know? How do you know? Uh, because <laughs> okay, you're giving Facebook energy right now, and I'm not gonna go down that road with you. I'm fully being completely visit. Like I, and that is I, why I'm having I'm I'm having fun with you, Fred, because I know you are playing with me right now. But people really think that. No, they do. They thought it with Damar Hamlin, that football player that collapsed on the field. They were like, he died in the bed, and that's his clone out there now, and that's Brittany. why. <laughs> you niggas. <laughs> I just want you niggas to Google how cloning works. <laughs> They're working on it. Not only is that not how it works, but, like, do you think this has been successfully done? Like, over and over, like, read. Just, Gucci. Okay, just, all right, I'm not even... I'm, Gucci man. <laughs> anyway. Now explain that one. Explain that one. That nigga went to jail. And when he got out, he looked different. You know how many niggas that's true for? <laughs> Clone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, them white people all used to date or be married to each other. It was just some giant circle of Kardashians yeah. and Jenners and 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 Courtney's new husband, Travis Barker, I guess that Monson person or whoever the fuck is on his record label, and that's Avril's ex fiance, and it's just crazy. White people? Oh, too much. Like these white socialites and like like us weekly girls mm. are running each other ragged, honey. <sighs> And that's just talking about the stuff you do see. Yeah. About. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And the next time y'all call Black Women Ghetto for having babies out of wedlock or whatever else, or you call Black men horrible absent fathers or whatever, I want you to take a look at the sheer number of bodies these people share within their incredibly tight circle. Like this is this is family and the closest of friends. And y'all just right here, just right, just just passing X's along and everybody's Marcia Pippen and Montague and, Jordan. And just <laughs> what is it? Jail! Minneapolis. Jail for you. Anyway, anyway. This is trailer park trash shit. If they weren't rich and famous, y'all would be talking about how these people are white trash. So I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Once again, white people get away with acting a way that black people just could never without being under intense scrutiny and being accused of like being horrible representations of our race. And imagine if this was 2006, all it would have taken for them to get away with it is literally a velour (laughs) tracksuit from fucking Juicy. That's right. Them damn Juicy. A hair clip and a Starbucks refresher. Mm -hmm. And a a trucker hat. (laughs) Von Dutch. can't even look at that brand no more. <laughs> Woo! So, anyway. They're coming back. Well, they tried. I haven't seen them in a minute. They had a so moment. I hope, I hope they collected their profits when they had their moment. They'll circle back around. Who is that one white boy? He didn't stop wearing them for a long time. What's that white boy's Ashton? name? Yes. Ashton Kutcher. He wore them hoes He out. had to be getting money from them. I mean, I just... Or getting them for free at the very Has least. to be. Has to be. <laughs> so... Oh, well, yeah, Black China taking them things out. Good for you, girl. Um, You know, I support whatever journey you are on that Mm -hmm. makes you feel like it is your best uh, choice in terms of your health and sticking around for your babies. Um, And from what I hear, she's made over $100 million off OnlyFans, so... (gasps) What? You know, like... Men are so stupid. Sky's the limit. (laughs) Men are just <laughs> look at what men will do. <laughs> if I made that kind of money off OnlyFans, I too would be like, oh, my kids are getting older. I'm off that. <laughs> Not doing that no more. Like, you have you have cash the fuck in. But also she seems to be on a, a better journey overall with getting sober and you know, so good for her. And I hope she continues to make moves in a in a positive and healthy direction. I want that for all of y'all. No matter how bad I've talked about you, I want you to improve. If for no one else, then for the sake of your children. But, you know, also for yourself. I want for some of y'all to improve for me. Unfortunately, <laughs> some of y'all are going to come in into my path and... <laughs> I might have to deal with you. I cannot. In life in general, however that happens. All right. So for the both of us. Okay. Let's do the work. Wonderful. All right. That's it for our tops this week. Let's take a break and come back. Okay, folks. We're back. It's time for your drama. Yes, it is. Send your letters to asktherita.gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We have an update this week from Juju. If you remember, Juju wrote in 
about her therapist who ended up being cousins with her baby daddy. And she was like, damn, what am I going to do? So Juju says, after I sent in the letter, my son's father canceled on picking him up at the last minute. Literally, he was supposed to pick him up at five o'clock and at 512, he texted saying his grandpa died and he couldn't come. Like always, I knew he was lying, but this was the first time I could prove it. (laughs) That afternoon, my therapist sent me an email with some breathing techniques and I replied, thank you. And also, I'm sorry for your loss. I heard your grandpa passed away. And she did not reply for eight hours. At first, I felt like I crossed the line and may have put her in a weird situation. But at our next session, she was totally fine with it. We laughed and talked about the awkwardness, and we also spent 10 minutes laughing about the crazy lies my baby daddy was telling, and she did, in fact, confirm that her grandfather did not die. I have decided to continue working with her. <laughs> my baby and I, my baby daddy and I haven't been together for 10 years, and I only see him two times a month, so I refuse to lose a good therapist over that nigga. Plus, I am now married with two more kids, so 99% of the stuff I talk about has nothing to do with her family. Thank you all for your advice. Love y'all. Juju. <laughs> well, great. I'm so glad it worked out. Um, and I would say as long as this is, you know, I get that y'all had a little mini, you know, bonding session. Some rapport was established. Now, I hope that this isn't something that comes up in your sessions again. There is no need to talk about this man. Um but yeah, glad you don't have to miss out on a therapist who's really helping you because of him either. It's like, niggas, man, you keep trying to give them a chance to do it right and they just continue to refuse. But um, if you sent in a letter and you have an update, please do send that in. I'll be waiting patiently scrolling. Some of y'all know y'all need to call me. All right. Our first letter this week comes from Nicole, who says, My husband and I have been married for almost two years. We were the only two black people at our job. And wouldn't you know it, now here we are. He's 36, I'm 33. And for the most part, we're very happy. We travel, do fun things. He's one of my best friends. And we're planning to start a family within the next year. One problem is that he is on his phone a lot. And when he puts it down, he puts it down face down and then puts it away. I asked him about it and he said he's just playing in Apple Apple Arcade. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what she said. But then she said, so in true wife fashion, I snooped while he was asleep. I was looking for DMs, text messages, emails, anything, and found nothing until I noticed this chat bop app. I'm not going to say the name of it. Um, But I looked through the conversation history and was shocked. He considers the bot his girlfriend and tells it all of his business, including some things he has never even told me about, like childhood trauma and sexual fantasies. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? He's he's told the robot that he wishes he could run away with her and even that he loves her. I've had online romances back in the days of AIM and Yahoo Messenger. We never met and never intended to, but the feelings were real. However, those were real people. This is a bot. I confronted my husband and he was very upset. He said he's never given me a reason not to trust him. He isn't cheating and the robot is basically like playing a one-player game. Since the conversation, things have been tense, but I can't let it go. He has an emotional connection to his bot girlfriend and I don't think I can take it. Am I tripping? There's no person on the other side of those words. So why does it feel so real? Thanks. Happy 10 years, Nicole. 
You know what this reminded me of? That movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, I don't know that word. I was thinking of that episode of um, what is that one creepy sci-fi show that everybody's like, oh no, it's too much like real life now, and Black in Mirror. Black Mirror, and that episode where the nigga was fucking his friend in the VR headset. How does this remind you of Striking Vipers? Striking Vipers. Yes, that's what it was called. Because I feel like it's similar things, you know, like cheating on your spouse with a... But he was fucking his friend. But he wasn't really fucking his friend. This nigga is talking about how he wish he could run away with a damn guy. With something that does not exist. Right. In Striking Vipers, he was actually fucking... I mean, he wasn't fucking his friend, but it was another person that, like... That's what she is saying. She's like, back in the day, the MSN or AOL, whatever the fuck she said, like, I used to have online things with someone where we never met, but it was another person on the other side of it. Which is like... I And, and I literally am trying to Google... I googled girlfriend phone app. It's not helping. I'm, tr- I'm gonna narrow it down. No, it's because a chatbot app. It's a, like a, a app where you can just chat and the bot will chat back with you, like that chat GPT thing. Oh, so these are things. <clears throat> this is a thing that exists that I don't know anything about. Yeah, I just didn't think I should say the name of it because I don't. I don't want y'all to download it, and God only knows what's on it. So, but it's a chatbot app. So. Is an, is so an app there for are engaging with chatbots, yes. There are apps where you can just put stuff in. Okay, hold on. <laughs> now, I know that this this technology exists. Don't get me wrong. Right. I, didn't, I don't think that I... All right. Wow. Um, <laughs> this is a lot. I truly don't know what I would do with this information. You know, you go looking and you find out, you know? Um, I feel like I would... He's not cheating on you. Mm. Technically? Yeah, I agree. Um, And... I feel like for some reason I'd be more afraid for my life than my marriage. I don't know why. I feel like um, something about it. I don't want to judge anyone. I think that, you know, my suggestion would be to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, The two of you and separately... Um, he's saying it's kind of like a one-player game. And as a gamer... Mm, That's a stretch, my nigga. (laughs) I haven't said anything. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) I can't wait to hear this. I just think I I'm I would be very interested before becoming defensive, tense, upset about it mm-hmm. and getting to the root of it. What exactly is it that you enjoy? Because 
he's using the single player game route, right? Love single player games. Love narrative driven ones of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, I even like some what some would call the visual novel. Yeah, which is like Phoenix Wright. Oh, I love Phoenix Wright. Oh, those are fun. That's like those, right? Oh, that's big fun. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> this this doesn't sound. I don't, I'm not, what's the game part? I don't, okay. Yeah. So I would kind of just want to know where this is coming from. Like what, if it is, if it is truly entertainment, Mm -hmm. how, what's the entertainment factor? I'd like, I would, I would want a, a full rounded understanding of its purpose. Yeah. Um, before I get defensive, because mm-hmm. he is not texting a person true. or going to see an actual person. That's true. But is this something that is just based in you finding some sort of entertainment out of this, or is it reflective of needs, desires, um, holes in our marriage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I have to hide the knives? Um, hold on. Let's yeah. talk. I thought needs, desires, holes was going to go in a different direction. I really did. I was bracing myself. But um, uh, <clears throat> I think you bring up... <laughs> I think you bring up an excellent point about, like, what is really going on here? Like, what's the... What drove you to want to engage with this in the first place? Um, and I, I think I would recommend couples counseling for y'all um, because you were obviously wrong for snooping through his phone and then confronting him about what you saw on it. Like <clears throat> you, I'm, I'm not. I don't blame him for being upset that you went through his phone. I would be too. However, you did say, like, you had asked him before about, like, what are you doing on your phone? And he said he's just playing Apple Arcade, like, which this is not in Apple Arcade. It's not a game. It's a chatbot app. So, so he did all, he was also deceitful. Like, he hid what he was actually doing and actually talking about from you, which is what makes it suspicious. If it really was like playing a one-player game and you didn't feel like you was doing something wrong, why you couldn't tell me about that? Like you tell me about whatever other stupid shit you're playing on that phone. My guess would be because that's fucking humiliating. But I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. Humiliating or not, the fact that... The fact no, that... The fact... Damn it. The fact that he that he lied to you effectively about what he was actually doing, um, for me raises the the bigger issue. And so Yeah. Um I I think perhaps he needs a therapist and this chat bot app has kind of turned into that since he's telling it 
You know, like not even just being disgustingly horny. This nigga is getting emotional and open and vulnerable with That's an app. Insane. And like, I, I really <laughs> feel like as your spouse, <laughs> I really feel like that's like, what else are you married for if not to grow through vulnerability and connection with one another? Like, what the fuck else are we even doing here? So for you to be telling this robot things you haven't told me, I would definitely feel a way about it. So, yeah, I would recommend couples counseling for y'all. Um if if he is down for it, but if he isn't, then damn, I don't know. Yeah, if he isn't. Again, it's like it's everything that you just said. Like it's the deceit, mm-hmm. you know, the dishonesty. Right. But then it's also like do you need to talk to somebody? Is there something emotionally going on that this thing is fulfilling for you? And are there more healthy ways to? I mean, to I don't figure even that out or to deal with that. If this is even unhealthy, I don't know anything about. Like, I'm still figuring this, figuring this out. Like, are we? <laughs> It's just, it's just something to talk to that is fake. The algorithm is, you know, crafting responses and having a conversation with you. And I mean, the fact that he said, you know, he loves the bot and wishes he could run away with the bot. That to me is signaling some real mm-hmm. unhappiness in his real Literally life. Literally run anywhere you want with your phone. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Like you could, you could take that app wherever you wanted to, but you don't want to take it with you. You want to go with it. You want to leave this oh, life and go into that life. <laughs> and so, mm. yeah, that just really signals God. to me some other shit. <clears throat> There's some other shit going on that a, a licensed professional is probably best suited to help y'all with. Um, but, yeah, I think those issues for me would be so um, important that I could not see a way to continue the marriage if it wasn't something that we were able to resolve. Like, we have to be able to talk about this. I'm not going to be able to just go back to pretending like I don't know what you're doing when you're on your phone at 2 a.m., like talking to your your Pixel girlfriend. Not even Pixels. Like, you just, you literally just talking to this fucking bot about how you want to be with it. Like, <sighs> I'm sure what he imagines is beautiful. You know, Maybe so. I feel like, I mean, like a lot of childhood trauma that he hasn't told no- told you nothing about. I'm sure that's having a very real effect on him. That's why I just, again, the right therapist. I, I, I recommend finding a therapist who feels like a good fit for the both of you or or separately if you want to. But I think couples counseling would be great for this. And uh yeah girl good luck my god because i i don't see i would not be able to see a way forward in the marriage if we could not get to the bottom of what's going on here so uh i agree yeah best of luck to you girl our last letter this week comes from garnet who says i recognize that i'm very privileged because my family has been supporting me with my children from day one they're not always the nicest but i can always count on them I realize how privileged I am every time I talk to one of my friends. I see all of the shit she's gone through with her family, her kid's daughter, and all the time she's moved around. I know how hard it all is. And when we talk, it is usually around whatever crisis is going on in her life at the moment 
or her asking me for help with something. I try to help whenever I can because I know things are hard for her, but it's kind of like, what have you done for me lately? I work in social services and providing empathy and support to people is like breathing to me. I don't do things for people thinking about what they will do for me in return. It's just hard knowing that every time I'm in contact with someone that I consider a friend, they're asking me for something or dumping their problems on me. By the time she gets around to ask me how I am, I just give her a basic and vague answer. I think she's going through so much already. So I think, oh, if I have problems, how could she even help me? Cutting her off seems extreme because I'm also her child's godmother. At this point, I have maybe three friends and I'm feeling kind of met about all of them. I don't know how to go about having a conversation with my friend about how I feel. What do y'all think I should do about this one-sided relationship? Love you both. Thank you so much for, okay, additional nice things. Love, Garnet. Hey, y'all, there's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, Good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. <laughs> Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment, so let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Well, hmm. what do you think? Well, I think, first of all, the fact that you work in social services and so you do provide empathy and support all day might be contributing to some of the feelings here because it's much easier to get burnt out when your whole job all day, every day, what you do for a living is being empathetic. Like people who work in helping services have to be really mindful about like taking breaks when they need them and taking care of themselves because burnout is bad and things have gotten worse since the pandemic started. So I think, you know, the fact that this is your job, I'm glad you included that because for me, it, it adds some context as to like why you seem to kind of be losing patience with her. And I also think it's good that you acknowledge that you're privileged because your family is always there to help you with your kids. I just don't think 
you're understanding just how much of a difference that makes. Like being able to have reliable childcare that you never have to worry about and you're not going through a bunch of bullshit with your family, like they stick beside you and you're not going through it with your baby's daddy, you're not moving around all the fucking time, like all of that, those are huge things for her to be going through. So that's definitely contributing like in a huge way to the stress and the pressure that this woman is under. So I'm not surprised that y'all don't talk much. And when you do, it's about a crisis going on in her life because her life is full of opportunities for another crisis to pop up. So, um, yeah, I would say what you're, what I think you're doing wrong here is that when she talks to you about it or when she asks you like, oh, how are you doing? You don't actually answer because you feel like, oh, well, you know, she's already overloaded or she's just asking this to be polite. Like, she is at least asking, like she's trying to keep up a relationship and you are the one who is making it one-sided. Like, yeah, she can talk about the things she's going on, go, has going on or, you know, like whatever wildfires up in her life. And you can also say, yeah, girl, I'm sorry. That sounds like such garbage and things are rough for me too. I cannot even begin to tell you about the week I had down to the agency or whatever. Like you can also talk about your things just because she's going through something. Don't mean she doesn't want to also be a friend to you. So I kind of feel like you cutting her off from even giving the opportunity to be a friend, even while she's going through so much shit. And it seems like she's trying. So yeah, I would just try to keep all that in mind that her situation is stressful in a ways that you're the not even approach being. And so, you know, just trying to be mindful of that very real gap in y'all's experiences and yeah, like giving her a chance to reciprocate on some emotional support. Agreed. I think you have to like, uh, I'm bad at it, but you have to, like, just give people a chance to do their thing as friends. To support you, yeah. And it can be hard, but, you know, you said you only have three friends now. You said you feel like you cut people off too easily. Like, you know, take a, I bet you need a vacation. I bet you do, girl. I bet you're worn the fuck out. And even though you have help with your kids, they are still getting on your damn nerves. And your family gets on your nerves. And your job is fucking stressful. And you have to do a lot. I bet you could use a break. And, you know, maybe if you had that chance to get away and clear your head, you could, you know, approach this situation uh, from a more empathetic angle. But, you know, maybe say that to her. Like, I am burnt the fuck out and I need a break. I am tired of helping everybody and feeling like you know i'm not getting that same effort in return or whatever like you know just be open give her a chance to be a friend and good luck to you in having that conversation i hope you don't lose one of the few friends you got and yeah let's end the letters there for this week again if you have a question for us send it to ask the read at gmail.com and now we are going to go straight into the read Yes, we are. We're going to get directly into it, and I will just um, get my feelings off of my chest, and we can continue. Okay. Six words. 
Yes. Six words. Okay. Not too much on Angela Bassett. Period. That's it. That's the here and, and it's the now. <laughs> Not too much on Angela Bassett. Okay. Angela Bassett was nominated for actor, Best Actress in a Supporting Role this year. Jamie Lee Curtis won the award. And for whatever reason, some of y'all have been pressed about <laughs> um, Angela's reaction mm-hmm. to the um, the announced winner. And I'm just going to say, that lady smiled. She cracked out a smile. <laughs> she gave you a, a slight grin. I don't know what the fuck else. Like, you want for her to pull fireworks out of her ass and, and shoot them off inside of the, the fucking theater? Is that what else you needed for that lady to do? We're not going to do that shit. We're not doing it fresh off of Black History Month. We're not doing it during women's. We're not doing it. Because what really annoys the fuck out of me about this shit was like, what the fuck does that lady need to react any differently for? What for? Besides the same old shit where y'all need for black women to react a certain way or hold back their pain, hold back their disappointment, hold back their hurt, hold back the, even when things are blatantly wrong or taken from them, they have to hold all that back and shoot off fireworks and smile real big and do a little dance for y'all, specifically so that white people don't feel uncomfortable. No. For what? That's a human being, a hardworking mm-hmm. human being at that. She's allowed to feel however the fuck she wants to feel. And again, she gave you a little smile. I don't understand what's like, y'all are so pressed about. What are you so pressed about? First of all, I mean, to get into it, mm-hmm. nothing I'm intending on saying from here on has is any shade towards Jamie Lee Curtis. I love horror movies. She's like the scream queen, you know, Halloween and all that. She's always seemed like a really decent lady, a really nice fun lady to hang around, hang out with her or whatnot. I don't need any quotes. She is a white woman, so I'm sure she has said some shit at some point. Please say <laughs> it. I don't care. What I'm saying is, like, this ain't no shade to her. This wasn't her award. I mean, it is because she got it mm-hmm. and good for her and she was very emotional about it and everything like that. And that's nice. Yeah. Angela Bassett should have won this award. However, even if Angela Bassett was not nominated... <laughs> Come on! Come on! Even if Angela Bassett was not there yep. and was not in this category... Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis still did not have any reason or business <laughs> being up there with that trophy in her hands. Mm-hmm. Hong Child's performance in The Fucking Whale was excellent as most of Hong Child's fucking performances are. And even Stephanie Sue, I'm not entirely sure how to say her last name, but the young lady who was in the exact same movie yeah. that Jamie Lee Curtis won for, yeah, Stephanie carried 
carried like, in that film. Like, carried <laughs> in that film. Like, her performance in that film was excellent from top to bottom. Work. So, considering Angela, Hong, and Stephanie, I've never seen, you know, the Banshees of Alderman State or something. I've never, yeah. I don't, I, I, so no shade to uh, that woman. <laughs> um, sure, he did a great job or whatever to be in, in great company, but I can't, I'm not going to yeah. comment on that because I've just never seen that movie. But I have seen the others. And to me, <laughs> like, for Jamie Lee Curtis to have swiped all three of them is ridiculous. And you're not going to get under my skin about it because, honey, she gagged. If you were, like, y'all so pressed about Angela Bass's fucking reaction, look at Jamie Lee's. Even she. <laughs> yes. Even she. Yeah. Was lacking understanding. And again, it's no shame. She did a great job in the movie, too. But Stephanie did a better job. Angela Bassett absolutely slayed. And the other thing that fucking pisses me off about it is all these people who are making these fucking excuses about Jamie Lee Curtis and how she deserved to win or whatever. All, everything that you're saying about Jamie Lee, you can say it about Angela Bassett, if not twice over. Oh, she's Hollywood, she's Hollywood royalty. So is Angela Bassett. Oh, she's just been, she's done so many iconic roles over the years. So, so is Angela Bassett. Oh, well, she's just, you know, she's just, she's an icon so like there's nothing that you are saying about Jamie Lee yep. Curtis yep. you can't say about Angela Bassett too yeah. so it doesn't make any sense to me people are tired like on top of the fact that these awards these shows and we just talked about this uh, during the Grammys so much of it is political that it's disgusting. And a lot of it, because there are so many eyes on these things and a lot of people really look at, especially young people, look at and feel ways about themselves and their culture and their people and their race and their gender and their whatever um, <clears throat> when they're not only represented, but when they win these things. To say that there, we just had a Black woman who now holds two Oscars, in that respect, is it's crazy. Um, so when you know that in many cases, the establishment is considering that very thing yeah. and saying, no, no, no. We ain't giving no more Asian people no awards tonight. We ain't giving no niggas no awards tonight. No, mm -mm. no, no, we're not mm -hmm. doing that. This type of stuff happens and to continue to just brush it off and act like, oh, well. And on top of that, on top of that, Lord. on top of that, white people want Gok Gok 5000 when the camera is on us. On top of it's that, you want me to Cheshire Cat grin and be like, yeah. No, not too much on Angela Bassett. Play that game with somebody the motherfuck else. Everybody knows what time it is. I don't give a fuck how everybody else reacted. 
I don't give a fuck what everybody else thinks. We're not too much on Angela Bassett, period. We're not playing that game. I'm not even going to talk about how the lady who won, I think, what did they win? Let me look this up. The two Indian women who won, like, best... Oh, do- not document. Oh, God. Don't get me started and, and get me to lying. But there were these two gorgeous women who were, like, the first... I don't know if they were the first Indian winners or, or like, what it was. But these two women went up there... And went to go give a, a speech. Mm-hmm. And one of the women who went up there, and I saw this through like a TikTok video, which is why it's pissing me off because I didn't say anything <laughs> because of course I didn't. But like one of them went up there. She spoke for 42 minutes or 43, 42 minutes. She spoke for 43 <laughs> seconds. I was about to say, wowzers. <laughs> she spoke for 43 seconds and then... The the other Indian woman went to come up and like say something else. They immediately played her off. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I vaguely remember seeing like a reel or something. Also, did not save it, but I didn't watch the whole Oscars broadcast either. After they played Angela's face, I said, "I'm I'm gonna turn this off. Whatever happens." <laughs> I'll I'll see it in the morning. I just knew right then and there it wasn't gonna be for me. So I missed a lot of that stuff live. I think it was for documentary. Yes, here they go. Natu Natu. India celebrated its two historic Academy Awards with enthusiasm. The Elephant Whispers was named Best Short Documentary at Sunday night ceremony. Mm. In a first for an Indian production. And so these two women. Oh, God, I want to find their names. Why didn't I put this down? Listen, y'all, Google it. These gorgeous ladies um, won these awards. And one of them went up. She spoke for 43 seconds. And as soon as this other lady, gorgeous, ready to had her phone out to say her, her speech, went up to speak, they played her off. Right after that, two white men won for like animated short or something like that. One of them went up there, spoke for 42 seconds. The white man came up. And what do you think happened? They let that motherfucker talk. Of course. Of course. But look at where we are. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like little weird shit that happens that you can be like, oh, it's a live broadcast and oh, there's so many things that go into it and oh, this, this, that, and third. Mm-mm. But like... No. Keep It is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. If you're really good at it, that is. I've actually met several really good friends through Hinge. I've used it, I can't believe this, over a decade now. Woof, what a life I've had. Well, you know what they've added within a decade of us being on Hinge is their new LGBTQIA plus prompts, which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Hinge prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, So they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are, 
The first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted it. <laughs> Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover. The shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah. I broke the fourth wall. <laughs> You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when. It feels affirming when others, blank. I connect to my community by. I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. I'm going to say, whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal, when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include, my chosen family is the best at, and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I just don't have time for it. Um, I'm not interested in it. And it just really aggravates me because, like I said, Angela Bassett is an icon. And she doesn't deserve, like, the bullshit on top of y'all playing in her face. Like, leave that lady alone. She can react however the fuck she wants to. Okay, well, I only have a couple of things this week myself. Um, First of all, I don't even think... I'm going to wait to actually watch both of the episodes, but have you seen the clips going around from this new Bravo show with Escape and SWV and this shit with Latasha and Tamika Scott? No. Oh, my God. It is so messy. It is such garbage, but... Tamika is saying that Latasha and her husband stole like $30,000 worth of royalty checks from her. And her mama is like supporting Latasha and acting like it didn't happen. But then also telling the cameras that like they got to stop recording or get out of her house, like acting very guilty. And so it just looks like a bunch of mess. I'm definitely going to watch that show. God damn it, Andy. I'm definitely going to watch so that I can talk about it in depth next week. But looks That's like mess. Oh, is it? Why did I think it was? That's the Mona Scott show. Oh, shut me. I mean, I'm sure Andy's Andy's fingers are in there somewhere too. But I okay. definitely saw a picture somewhere of them at like a premiere or screening or something like that. At Mona okay. And she's in. All right. So that's what it is then. But I just was like, because mm, I, I don't think anybody had ever heard that story before. And Tamika was even saying how she hadn't even told her own daughter about it. So. I just, and it looks like Latasha's husband is one of them like horrible, manipulative niggas, niggas who like literally be in her ear telling her what she needs to say in response to certain situations. And like, if he ain't there, then she'll just be like, oh, well, I'm not talking about that right now. Or I need to go pray about it or some, what up, some bullshit she told Candy because he wasn't there to like tell her what to say so it does look like premium garbage i will be tuned in so i can speak on that further but i just i i just had two quick things first of all i meant to say this last week and i'm sorry i, I didn't one more thing when you're done okay so first of all um marsha 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 on rupaul's drag race season 15 cute enough girl i liked her just fine however that bitch should have been in the bottom two for the night of a thousand Beyonce's episode. It truly. She was in that one? Uh, it truly 
was so bad. Neither Selena. Where? Exact. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So first of all, Selena and Malaysia both had way better runway looks than this bitch did. And their performances in the challenge were, if not much better than hers, certainly not much fucking worse. So I could not believe that they didn't put that bitch in the bottom because when everybody else chose an iconic Beyonce look, whether they executed it well, like Sasha or Lux, or whether they just put some shit on from their mama's closet like Lucy, no matter how they approached it, everybody picked an incredibly exactly this bitch picked a, a moment from a title red carpet literally this is what i'm saying that's how bad it was she wore that title red carpet time. look well so i'm not going okay i mean so she went home, already said it i don't care oh oh well no this is i'm talking about the a thousand beyonce's episode she should have went home or at least should have been in the bottom too because she put on that red carpet look from a title event or something and it's beyonce i mean beyonce's gorgeous but it's a green dress and a fucking first though like it just is what it is However, so Marsha picked a look, first of all, that was just nowhere near as iconic as what the rest of the girls had picked out. And it's Beyonce. It's not like there's a shortage of iconic looks. So first of all, you made a horrible decision there. Then you just picked a stole just like any old piece of fur thing. Not even the same fucking shade. You picked a green dress that wasn't even a replica of the dress she wore. The hair was lazy. This was miserable. It was so goddamn bad. It was my least favorite. Her and Lucy LaDuca looked a fool. La fucking fool. Lucy literally just put on a pink tuxedo jacket. It didn't even look like Beyonce's damn jacket and didn't wear the damn belly. Why wouldn't you wear a belly? Baby... Meanwhile, like at least. Malaysia done recreated one of Beyonce's best uh, looks from that fucking tour. It was either On the Run or um, Black is King. It was either that outfit came from one of those two. I can't remember which one. But and Black then and I also I really felt like they did way too much with uh, Selena, too, because Selena's look was good. I immediately recognized it. So did I. And I thought the little RuPaul Chia head pets were great. Like, it just didn't make no sense. It made no sense for Marsha to not be in the bottom in that episode. I was truly incensed. This show don't piss me off that much. Or not anymore. But I could not believe that they sacrificed Malaysia so that Marsha could stay. I hated that episode. It really, I felt like the the challenge was was awful. The I liked most of the looks on the runway. However, some of the eliminated girls posted their looks and they were much better than... That pit... Girl, let's talk about... What is her name? What is her name? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the dancing one. What What was her name? Hold See, on. this would happen. <laughs> oh, season 15. Who is it? I'm, I'm going to tell of you the, in two seconds. I'm thinking of the real Aura Mayari. Yeah, Aura. That's exactly who I'm thinking of. Aura's Beyonce? Why is it? Baby. This has been happening Baby. for a couple of seasons. <laughs> Why y'all waiting until, see, until episode <sighs> seven to be pulling the girls out? I'm tired of the girls being short, like pr- pulling so out their sad. best runway on Instagram. I'm sick oh, of it. I was so sad. I was that so look sad. was 
stuck. She could have taken a literal shit during yeah. the fucking challenge yeah. and walked out on the, in this runway and at very least been safe. Baby, They might have considered giving her the win. She's stunned. She did. It was At least in these gorgeous. pictures. Yes. Like, it was gorgeous. It was so well made. The attention to detail was crazy. And so assuming she did her own makeup and she was always pretty on the show, like, Baby, she would have absolutely ate them all up, including Sasha, because Sasha's outfit was great. She had Beyonce's mannerisms and all that, but that wig, I don't know where it was going, baby. It was up, up, and away. It was trying so hard to depart her head. And so had... Lux and Malaysia had the best looks to me in the Beyonce thing. Yeah, I would definitely put Lux up there. Um... But I I mean, I really loved Sasha's. It was just her wig was coming up and I could not understand that. But I loved hers was very spot on too. But yes, I loved Malaysia's look too because it was something distinctly Negro. Like it was I just thought it was so good and I just could not understand the justification for not having Marsh in the bottom. But fine, whatever. Then we fast forward to last week's spoiler alert, if you didn't see last week's drag race. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha did go home and had to lip sync against Anitra and everybody oh, was talking. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. I didn't know this bitch had it in her, even though she did a good job in the Lollapalooza or whatever. I thought, you know, maybe that's just because she was lip syncing against Malaysia and Malaysia didn't really kill it. No, baby, she actually completely held her own in that lip sync with Anitra. I was stunned. However, you are still on a stage with Anitra. And so you simply just cannot compete. Like this, this woman is capable of doing things you could only dream about. And I saw so many people like drag race alum and just fans and everybody talking about how this should have been a double Shante. Marsha should have stayed, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like, no, for multiple reasons. Number one, because of that bullshit that those absolute crimes against homosexuality and Beyonce that she committed on camera during the Beyonce episode. And number two, because Anitra was the clear winner. It it should be that both of you bitches do a good job. It's just unfortunate that so often the lip syncs are not on any kind of equal footing. Like one person is just like, far and away blowing somebody else out the goddamn water but it's supposed to be two bad bitches it's supposed to be two great performances anitra clearly won and there should be no dispute is the thing it shouldn't be a thing where it's like oh they were both very good or oh this person actually was better than i thought they were going to be this was a fun lip sync Mm -hmm. if one of them was still clearly better although they were both good the one that was better should be the one that stays and the one that wasn't should go the fuck home that's how it is (laughs) one of them don't have to be bad for it to be like oh well there's a sachet and a shine no no no, that's not how the fuck goes it's a double especially because they play with double sachets way too much I feel like I can name at least three right yes, now that were unnecessary. Yes, with some girls who I really like, but still, the double shot tape was not necessary. And it just dragged the season, all. an already long season, out even further. And Marsha, Marsha, Marsha will be fine. She is the exact type of queen that white Drag Race fans love to eat Thank up. Thank you. She is going to have, baby, whatever merch she sells is selling out. 
whatever tour she goes on, she what if when she does drag con, the line for her boots go like baby, she is going to be fine. She's she was def- also smart enough to literally name herself so that if you never even watched this, you could be like, oh, we're going to a drag show, Marsha, 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 and you'd be like, I don't know that's it. Yep, yep, yep. You clearly showed that you are an excellent performer. You're certainly going to be asked back for All Stars. One of them. Your, 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 your fans are going to feel like you were unfairly eliminated and robbed for you. Like, baby, you... Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is I going have to more be money just and probably listen. To like literally going to be just fine. This bitch is it's going. She is just going to skyrocket from here. So no, I don't feel bad for her because again, she should have been with. Well, not been. It was just one extra episode, but it was one e- extra episode she didn't fucking deserve. She should have been in the bottom for that. She absolutely. Like, sh- I don't know. It was the only one besides the lack of Lucy's belly that was like, what is this? Right. But Lucy made up for her horrible runway with her excellent performance. And we all know the performances are more heavily considered. Right. So Lucy at least had an extremely solid performance in the challenge to support that flop mess she did on the runway. That's what I'm saying. Marsha did not. And then it was also like, who are you? Like what? (laughs) when every other person. Yeah. Every other one of them, if I didn't know it was a Beyonce runway and they walked around and been like, oh, that's a Beyonce look. Oh, that's a Beyonce, yeah. that's a Beyonce look. Oh, that's Be- Bob Mackie. Like, right. I, every single one of them, the dress that you were referencing ain't look like that. The stole ain't look like no. that. None of it, it, like, I don't know what the fuck Not you thought this shit was, but you were wrong about it. Yeah. So. You look like a rich white woman going to a char- charity dinner or some shit, like. Literally housewife of Beverly Hills. Orange County. You would have to Jersey, be, Jersey. <laughs> you would have to be hive to automatically clock that as Beyonce, and you would have to be generous because again, you didn't even try with the dress, nor the soul. You didn't even try, so niggas would have to squint and be like, "Do it look like that title red carpet to y'all?" Like, girl, womp. Now she might have survived a lip sync against either one of them. I actually fully believe that had she been in the bottom, I'm sure she could have beat Selena or Malaysia actually after, especially after seeing her next to Anitra, but you should have been in the goddamn bottom. Fucking should have. So, um, you know, still overall, I did, I I did pretty much, you know, I pretty much enjoyed her and I'm not, you know, rooting against her or anything, but, you girl, you gonna you gonna pay for your shit with that Beyonce. That was that was disrespectful. You yeah. You owe Beyonce an apology, just like Selena and Malaysia do for that lip sync. Even though Selena did apologize right there on stage, because she knew, because she knew that was extremely disappointing. That was never mind. I'm getting too deep into Drag Race, but um, I'll leave it there for Marsha. Yeah. Best of luck going forward. Um, and actually, I'm a. I think I'm gonna just leave it there. Period. I was gonna talk about this braider who just got on my nerves, but man, whatever. It's a million billion bitches who do hair in New York, and I will find another one. It's literally not even worth the drama of bringing her up. So, um, oh, you said you had something else you wanted to say. Yeah, two quick things actually on the topic of the Oscars, Tams, um. Now you know. You know? Um, gorgeous dress. Fan- fabulous dress. Stunning. Stunning dress. Um, 
literally giving goddess. Mm-hmm. Now we know. <laughs> um, when it comes to sitting down, yeah, in a theater like that, maybe a mm-hmm. costume change or something. Yeah, uh, because as someone who recently went to a live show and sat behind somebody who decided to come costumed up, um, in a way that didn't consider other people's um view mm-hmm. i was a taste triggered um <laughs> now i feel like um if it was white people sitting behind you i don't care as much but i know that brother next to you got yeah. it I, he had to wake up with a crick neck because that was a lot so now we know you know yeah. for the future mm-hmm. uh, things to think about and then the last one is not really a read um I just want to say that uh, I watched the Little Mermaid trailer, mm. as many of us have. Uh, it debuted at the Oscars. I think the film is supposed to hit theaters next month at some point. Um, thrilled to see it, as I've been excited to see it. Yeah, I've loved Little Mermaid since I was a baby. Um, and I love Halle Bailey. I'm very excited to see it. Um and also to continue um, to stunt and laugh in the faces of haters mm-hmm. who needed um, a Caucasian fish person to happen. <laughs> so I'm really thrilled about those things. One thing I noticed um, watching the trailer is that you know we got we got our first look and um, he- hearing of a few of the characters um scuttle voiced by aquafina and sebastian oh, i think J- jacob tremblay is voicing is voicing flounder the fish oh and sebastian the crab is being voiced by dv diggs now um i'm gonna say this the movie isn't out yet. And so I'm going to wait to see it. To say how I truly feel. Um, to have full perspective on what it is that I'm currently thinking and feeling. Uh, because I was already prepared to sit through Aquafina for however many, for right. hour and whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> That accent <laughs> that came out of that crap, man. Disney, I'm away. I'm away. I'm going to wait. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to wait. I'm just going to say I'm going to wait. Because... But see, the thing is, if those, (laughs) what, like, five words that I heard in that trailer are any indication of what I'm about to receive... Mm. Have you seen the original? You've seen Disney's original Little Mermaid. Yes, I saw it in theaters. They can go ahead and cook that oh. crab. You remember when he goes up into the into mm-hmm. the kitchen and the chef chases <laughs> yes, him around and tries to right. cook him? The the kitchen on the boat. 
Stuff his ass and throw him right in the pot. <laughs> but like I said, I'm gonna wait. Mm. I'm gonna definitely be there. Like I said, I'm buying multiple tickets. Um, two for me, yeah, and two to make y'all mad. Um, and and we'll reconvene afterwards. <laughs> Did you see the link to pre-order the uh, the Halle Bailey Ariel? Yes. Okay. I was about to say, if you don't have it, I'm going to text it to you. I went I've ahead and got well two. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see this, but I was really shocked when I heard that in that trailer. I was like, oh, my goodness. It's just wild. Like, if y'all needed a dialect coach, you could have called me and I would have I would have helped you guys. I thought out. they did. I don't know. I how, figured that's exactly what I, I heard. Don't know how to, I heard it. I don't know how to take that because I get better all the time. But um, yeah, it was. Um, <clears throat> woof, I was I was shocked at what I heard, and so I agree with you. Hopefully, when we go see the the full length film, things will not be as dire as they sounded initially. So, but yeah, you know, y'all can if y'all need help with your accents and things like that, inflections, please. Just e- I'm just an email away. So, but rooting ro- yeah. rooting for Hallie, regardless, though. Yay! Completely front row. <laughs> can't I will can't be there. yes so opening excited. weekend, girl. I'm going to see that. It looks really pretty. Yes, I'm going to take Noah. Um, and I'm very excited to go and see it, and then we will talk about it. All right. Afterwards. Okay. Well, that's it. <laughs> All right. So that will wrap up this week's episode of the show. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. You can find our merch at shoptheread.com. And you can buy tickets to our 10-year anniversary little mini tour over at thereadlive.com. We are going to Toronto, Dallas, Houston, um, Chicago. Chicago and why did I try to Atlanta? Why did I try to do it from memory? I don't know, but uh, yes, tickets go on sale. Hell, I think Friday. Don't get me lying. (laughs) I think uh, at ten a.m. on the day. You know what? Go to go to our uh, go to our website. Go to our Instagram. (laughs) Sorry to be there, girl. And what's sad is it would have taken 15 seconds to pull up the fucking tweet. (laughs) The Read Live 10-year anniversary show. Tickets will be available on Friday, March 17th at 10 a.m. local time of the city on thereadlive.com. So whichever city you're looking for tickets, 10 a.m. that time in that city, yeah, they will be available. Um, shout out to our Patreon patrons because uh, they had their pre-sale and have been sending me their screenshots like, ew, sorry to the rest of you bitches got mine. So uh, you can join them over at patreon.com slash the read. And yes, we are excited um, to see you guys out on this little abbreviated tour. And I definitely want to do a much bigger tour after I graduate. Um just because it's been a while and I think it's just so fun to reconnect with y'all. So, but yeah, yeah, hoping this will 
keep y'all satisfied in the meantime. And if we couldn't come to your city, I'm very, very sorry. Hope to make it up to you soon. Okay. Yes. This isn't like we we plan to in time. Yeah. See other people's faces. So don't take <laughs> soon. Shit, yes. Not. not like years away, but I mean, and y'all know how I am about this pandemic. I <laughs> y'all know how I am, but uh it's time to it's time for me to start going back outside. So all right. Yeah, the readlive.com and what else? Oh, rest in peace to Bobby Caldwell. I know he's not black, but a lot of y'all thought he was. And he made music that black people really, really, really fuck with and always will. So rest in peace to uh a legend, even though he was white. Anything else? Not for me. All right. Love you guys. Take care of yourselves. See you all next week. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. You can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.